if you don't label all the things that trigger you, then what's going to happen is your nervous system gets triggered, which then takes you into a worry and an anxiety, a fight or flight adrenaline response that hijacks your mind. And before you know it, your thoughts are scrambling and it's hard to bring yourself down once your thoughts go haywire. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakhiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. What's happening for so many people right now is that our moods and our decisions and our thought patterns actually begin in our bodies. So our nervous systems are hardwired to trigger certain thinking patterns. And it dates back to patterns that you learned when you were a kid. So if uncertainty for you as a kid meant, "Uh uh-oh, is dad coming home and drunk? And do I need to be on edge? And I get hypervigilant so that I don't get in the crosshairs? Or Maybe uh, uncertainty was, uh uh-oh, mom seems a little critical. Is she disappointed? Is she upset? Am I going to get in trouble? And so you developed this, this propensity to start to worry about what's coming. The second as an adult, you get into a situation where you start to feel like you don't know what's coming. Before your mind even realizes it, your nervous system recognizes it because your mind may have forgotten the pattern, but your body sure remembers it. And boom, this kind of habitual worrying can take over like that. So you're not only dealing with the triggers that are in the present moment, you're dealing with past patterns of thinking, whether it's worry or anxiety or it's perfectionism or procrastination or hypervigilance or assuming something bad is going to happen, whatever it may be, that is getting triggered for people at a profound level. And so what I want to do today with you is I want to give you some simple tools so that you can create some psychological distance, just a micro moment between the thing that triggers you. Let's create a little moment, a pause, if you will, where you can have self-awareness and where you can insert a moment of control and then hand you the tools to redirect your mind to something positive. Because here's what I know, this isn't gonna last forever. One good thing about what's happening right now is this is not happening just to you. This is a global crisis and there are a tremendous number of resources out there. So you can focus on all the shit that you can't control or you can focus on this moment and the fact that right now you're healthy and okay And then you can develop a mantra from this moment to remind yourself to calm your ass down and focus on the fact that if something bad happens, you will face it then. What is this tool? I'm curious to know now. What is this tool that you're going to teach us? Can we get into that? Yes. So the first thing that I want everybody to do is um, you've got to be able to see or name the thing if you want to tame it. So if you just take out a piece of paper and you write down everything on a simple piece of paper or in a notebook that triggers you to worry, to feel anxious, to be uncertain, that's number one. Because part of what we need to teach you to do is you can see this stuff coming. If you don't label all the things that trigger you, then what's going to happen is your nervous system gets triggered which then takes you into a worry and an anxiety, a fight or flight adrenaline response that hijacks your mind. 
And before you know it, your thoughts are scrambling and it's hard to bring yourself down once your thoughts go haywire. So I want you to write down all the things. For me, my biggest moments of anxiety are first thing in the morning. And I have tremendous experience with this personally. So I struggled with anxiety for 25 years. I was medicated for it. The medication saved my life. Um, I had such severe postpartum depression when our first daughter was born, who's now 21, that I couldn't be left alone with her. That's how scary it was. So my expertise comes not from studying this, it's from living this and having to figure out how to save my own ass from my own mind. And um, about six years ago, I started using something I called the five second rule to interrupt my thoughts that were negative, that would send me spiraling and drag my mind to consciousness, to the prefrontal cortex in five seconds flat. And I trained myself to start to rewire my own patterns of nervous system gets triggered, my mind goes haywire. I interrupt it using what I call the five second rule. I'm going to teach it to you in a second. I draw my focus back to my prefrontal cortex, which gives me immediate control of what I'm thinking. And boom, I drop in what I call an anchor thought to anchor myself down. So the first step of this is I want you to write down everything that triggers you. For me, waking up to a new day where there's a lot of uncertainty or something's going on, facing all of that is where my anxiety comes. And, um, you know, I hit rock bottom in my life 11 years ago. My husband was in the restaurant business. It was going under. We were $800,000 in debt, about to lose the house. I was drinking way too much. The bankruptcy letters were coming. The car was about to be repossessed. We had three kids. I was unemployed. It was so bad, I could not get my ass out of bed. I was 41 years old, and I never thought that my life would turn out like this. Just like, look, you didn't choose to be in this situation with this pandemic, but you can choose how you build a response to it. And that's where I need you to focus all of your energy, all of your thoughts, that you didn't choose this anxiety crockpot we're all cooking in, but we can choose how we insulate ourselves from the uncertainty and we build emotional resilience and we ground our minds. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. The alarm would ring. I'd hit the snooze button four or five times. My mind would be full of all of the problems, all of the uncertainty. How the fuck am I going to get out of this? I'm the worst mother. The kids have missed the bus. I hate my husband. I'm a failure. All of it. It was like the weighted blanket psychologically keeping me in bed. And so um, my life changed and you can change your life with one decision. In fact, I think we're all just one decision away from a totally different life. And if you make the decision today after watching this and listening to this to change how you think, your whole life will change. And so what happened for me is uh, one night I was watching TV and I was giving myself this little pep talk like, all right, I got to pull it together. I got to stop drinking. I got to find a job. I got to stop screaming at my husband. I, I got to start talking to my friends. I got to I got to pull my, I got to, I got to do something. I got to change. And I see this rocket ship launch across the television screen. And it gave me this crazy idea that maybe if I launched myself out of bed, if I move fast enough, maybe I'd, I'd move fast enough and I'd be gone before the anxiety and depression hit. Maybe there was a window of time where you could move before the anxiety and depression, boom, takes you down. 
Now, look, I had had four Manhattans that night, so I was pretty plowed because it sounds like a stupid idea. You know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, I'll never forget it. It was a Tuesday morning in February outside of Boston, Massachusetts. That alarm went off. And here's the thing I want everybody to understand. Your whole life comes down to micro changes. And these changes happen in a five-second window. There's a five-second window between feeling the terror of this moment and finding courage or feeling the terror of this moment and having a panic attack. There's a five-second win window between feeling motivated to go for a walk or to sit down and focus, and five seconds later, you've talked yourself out of it. Everything happens in this five-second window, and that's where the power is. So that morning, Tuesday in February, 11 years ago, the alarm goes off. Now, I immediately remembered I should get out of bed. Just like you know exactly what you should be doing and, or the small things that will make your day a little bit better. I knew it, but then this five-second moment of hesitation opens up. And I started thinking about what I needed to do instead of doing it. And that's where all of the emotion and all the anxiety and all the depression, it comes right into this five-second moment of hesitation. I could feel myself reaching for the snooze button because it was a habit. I did it every single morning as avoidance and denial and numbing. But then I did something that I'd never done in my life. I started counting backwards just like the space programs do when they launch a rocket. Works in any language, only works if you count backwards, does not work if you count up. Started counting five, four, three, two, one, just like a rocket launch. And boom, I stood up. It was this craziest thing. And that was that. The next morning, I used it again. The next morning, I used it again. By the third morning, I thought this is very weird, but I was so desperate. I said, instead of getting resigned and cynical, why don't you just test this thing? Anytime you're in a moment, Mel, where you don't feel like doing something or you're emotionally triggered or procrastination's kicking in or fear or anxiety, just count backwards. Let's see what happens. I'll be damned. Counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one. It made me pick up the phone and start looking for a job. Five, four, three, two, one. I put the booze over here and walked in that direction. Five, four, three, two, one. I settled my nervous system. Instead of screaming at my husband, Chris, I'm able to talk to him calmly. Using this tool, my whole life changed. Now, I never intended to tell anybody because it sounds stupid and I didn't know why it worked. No idea. And that all changed in 2011 when I was asked to give that TEDx talk. Now, by this point, I had, I had gotten a job. Chris's restaurants were turning around because he was using the five-second rule to make the courageous decisions that he had been avoiding. Um, everything was, was great. And somebody asked me to give a talk about um, finding a new job, about careers, about goals. That was the TEDx talk. I used the five-second rule for three years to change my own life. I used it in secret. I didn't talk about it. It was a little self-coaching tool that was just incredible. It gives you instant motivation, instant courage, instant five, four, three, two, one push that you need to do the things that will change your life. So I get asked to give a TEDx talk about how you change your career. It was not about the five second rule. That was the first speech I'd ever given in my life. If you want to know what it looks like to have a 21-minute long panic attack, watch my TED Talk. For, for people who are going to be looking for this TED Talk, is this the one called How to Stop Screwing Yourself Over? Yes, you can watch it. I literally have a bright red rash on my neck as I'm talking. All the anxiety wow. coming. I forgot how to end the thing. I casually mentioned the five-second rule at the end because I forgot what I was supposed to talk about.
a year goes by, nothing changes in my life. And all of a sudden, somebody reaches out on Facebook and asks me to speak. And they said that they had seen the speech in San Francisco. I'm like, What's, what are you talking about? They're like, it's on Facebook. I'm like, it's on Facebook. They had put it on Facebook. It had like a million views. So I started being asked to speak about the five-second rule. And it became this organic phenomenon. And um, I spoke for free about it for a couple years. And then I realized everybody at these events but me was getting paid. And I'm a moron. And um, about four years ago, or five years ago now, I started uh, speaking professionally. And I became the most booked female speaker in the world. What? And the, that congratulations. That is amazing. But so I, the thing about the five second rule is it's not mine. It's for the world. And what I'm really excited and why I'm excited to t come back to teaching it to you and how you use it with identifying triggers and with anchor thoughts is it's way more than a motivational tool. It is a weapon that you can use against programming in your mind that you want to upgrade. And here's how you're going to use it because it's being used by healthcare practitioners in psychiatric practices. It's being used in inpatient settings in psychiatric hospitals. It is being used by pediatricians to help kids with anxiety. It's being used by veterans organizations to help people with PTSD. It is a fundamental science-backed tool that is classified as a starting ritual in habit research. A starting ritual is something you can use to trick your own mind. See, all of the negative shit that you do, whether it's procrastinating or worrying or anxiety, it's all stored right here in this part of your brain. This part of your brain automates all your behavior. Any negative pattern that you feel like you don't want anymore in your life, we can interrupt that pattern and we can replace it with a new pattern. But first, you got to learn to interrupt the pattern. And so what happens when you use the five-second rule is counting backwards does something really powerful. When you go five, four, three, two, one, it requires focus when you first start using it, which is this puppy right here, the prefrontal cortex. When you count backwards, five, four, three, two, one, the counting draws your focus to your prefrontal cortex and awakens it. So by the time you get to one, the part of the brain that is responsible for courage, for courage for learning new behavior, for strategic decision-making, and for being intentional and conscious has just woken up. The act of counting backwards, five, four, three, two, one, is an intentional act that interrupts a pattern of worrying or a pattern of negative self-talk or a pattern of anxiety that's automated. The act of counting is the first thing you choose to do to say, screw you, I'm not going to listen to that. By the time you get to one, your mind is now primed to receive different information because it's ready to focus on something. So when you identify all the triggers that trigger you to feel anxious or worry or out of control right now, what you're now going to do is we're going to come up with a pattern that we want to replace. Because if your coping mechanism for anxiety in the morning is to lie in bed and to feel anxious as hell and to start getting depressed and then to sleep till noon, we want to replace that with getting up and getting out of bed and getting outside. And this change is going to happen in a five-second window. So we identify the trigger. I feel depressed. I stay in bed. I oversleep. I don't get up. Then I wake up and feel horrible. 
Okay, that's the trigger, the morning, the alarm goes off. Great, we're gonna use the five second rule. Five, four, three, two, one, and we're gonna replace it with a different behavior that you've already planned. I'm getting up, it doesn't matter how I feel. I'm getting up. And this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.